if you are human, you probably haven't gone throughout your life without questioning yourself at some point. After all, it's human nature to do so. Our guest today speaks about how we get ourselves in the way and what we can do about it. Trapped by the belief that I'm not good enough, bound by the limitations and the lies that consumed my world, this was me. It wasn't until I took the biggest leap in my life to know and trust the power within. And it was at that moment I made a choice. My past will not define me anymore. Hello, I am Terry Carangela, and I know I am not alone in this. Over the years, I have found that the number one mistake that we make is that we get in the way of our own success story. Yes, I said it. On this show, together we'll tackle limiting beliefs, self-sabotage, getting stuck, fear, doubt, overwhelm, and the imposter syndrome. Join us on this journey designed to transport you beyond your limitations to a world where anything is possible. This is Talking with Terry. Hi, and welcome back to Talking with Terry, where we have powerful conversations to transform your life and your business. And I am super excited for our guest today, Dr. Maggie Worrell. She brings her sharp insights from her diverse global background to inspire bolder thinking and braver action, which I absolutely love that. She's a speaker, author, Forbes columnist, podcaster, mother of four, women's advocate, media commentator, adventure traveler, which I'm excited to hear about, PhD, board advisor, and inspiring barista. I mean, I could keep going on with this this chick, okay? You guys are in for a treat. I just can't wait to hear a little bit more about you. So she's her passionate energy coupled with her ability to distill theory into actionable advice has set her apart on the global stage trusted by global brands such as Salesforce, NASA, Dell, Global, Johnson & Johnson, Shell, and Amazon, just to a few to deliver powerful content. So without further ado, welcome to the show. Thanks, Terry. So tell us, bring us up to speed. Like how, how did you get on this path? What has been your journey? Bring us up to speed for folks that don't know you yet. I know it's a loaded, it's a really loaded question. (laughs) It is a loaded question. And I know we've got 20 minutes. So, you know, I could spend 20 minutes starting out from, I grew up on a big sister of seven on a small dairy farm in rural Australia. So I, I have traveled many different paths around the world over the last, since I left home as an 18 year old to go to university studied business, started, traveled around the world, backpacking for a few years, started my career in the corporate realm. And then in my late twenties, early thirties, went back to school, studied psychology, coaching, and I've spent the last, what, 20 something years in the field of personal and professional development in one, in one role or another, sort of doing coaching a lot in the beginning. And now I do a lot more speaking and writing and, and media and and everything else. I love it. I want a fantastic. So what I always love highlighting, you know, women entrepreneurs, especially that have, I mean, this path is not an easy path. (laughs) And, you know, we, we can have our moments where it's like, it's, it's usually this growth. I always tell people that if you want to do personal development, go, go do a business, right? (laughs) Because everything gets exposed on this journey for us. And so, you know, what has been one of those challenges or barriers that you've had to overcome to get to where you are today? Look, the biggest barrier I have ever had and, and still, you know, have to work to overcome has been the one in my own head, the little voice that says, who do you think you are to do that? (laughs) 
you know, once I have got over that barrier, then I'm good with figuring out all the other barriers. But that's that's definitely always the most challenging thing. It's just having that mindset of belief that, yeah, I can do this because as any female entrepreneur knows that the road isn't easy, there's going to be curveballs, things won't always go your way. And sometimes, yeah. I mean, for instance, this pandemic, right? Sometimes there's things that happen that can turn your whole business on its head and you could never have prepared for us. So, so I think just that really believing in your own abilities and trusting your own strengths and gifts and, and the vision that you have, and then learning to iterate as you go along. And uh, I think also I, I should mention, I have four kids. And so you know, over the journey, I mean, my husband and I have four kids, so all mine, no multiples and juggling, you know, having children as well, because women, it's more complex for women. There's so many more pressures and expectations. And I'm, I'm sure not all of your listeners have children yeah. or might want to have children. But I, think, but I think a lot of them do. I think, I think this is, a, you know, you're bringing up a really great point because I think so often we, we have so many roles within the home, you know, and, and then outside the home and there's like our career and, and there's not really an easy stop and go, especially when you're an entrepreneur, you know, because you don't have like a, that's a, a nine to five. Right. And so calls come in and things happen and things are always kind of moving it up in the air. And so juggling all of that mm-hmm. and trying to keep your sanity, you know, <laughs> within this is difficult to challenge. I mean, difficult to, to balance at times. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I know myself, you know, continually lowering the bar sometimes to good enough is a key part of, I think, what's allowed me to pursue my own aspirations outside the home. I mean, though, you know, I, I've, I've worked from home for ever since I left the, the corporate world, but except when I'm traveling, which has been a lot, actually, yeah. over the last decade, I have done a lot of travel until <laughs> until March last year. Um, <laughs> when everything shut down. <laughs> yeah. But before that, I mean, I, I was traveling globally and, and all the time, you know, a yeah. lot. And so uh, certainly over the last 10 years. And I think just, just really sometimes getting off our own back. I think as women, we can have this bar set so high of what we aspire to. And it can leave us living with this lingering sense of inadequacy that we're always like not not organized enough, not excellent enough, not experienced enough, not accomplished enough, not successful enough, you know, whatever we're doing. And we tend to hone in on what we could have done better. And when we do do something really well, we're not always great at celebrating what we nailed or what we we often make in these negative comparisons. And so that's, that's an ongoing journey, something I've had to work at and still work at in terms of just, just being supportive, being my own best cheerleader versus yeah. my own biggest critic. Um, and, because I think, I- and I think that's such a process for people. So what was that process like for you? Because I know that's an ongoing journey for all of us, you know, and I, and you know, how do we, cause I just want to take a moment because I think this is so, so juicy what we're talking about, because I think so many listeners can relate to this and if they've experienced it, I shouldn't say if, when they've experienced it, right. Like, how do we get, how have you you know, transform that enough to where you can recognize it and, and, and acknowledge it. Because there's one thing when it's unconscious and we, we don't recognize it's there, but it sounds like you've done the work to get to the place yeah. where it's like, I'm conscious of it. Right. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I wrote about this in my latest book, You've Got This, which has, I actually put an entire chapter in just for women, which is to get off your own back, back yourself more and doubt yourself less. Because I think we women tend to be tougher on ourselves than men. But in you've got this, I, I, I 
I kind of shared my own journey of learning to define my doubts. It's not that I don't have doubts, but I have got much better at not letting my doubts sit in the driver's seat. So the doubts still rise up. Who do you think you are to do that? You know, the whole imposter syndrome, all of that stuff. But just recognizing that not, not everything you tell yourself is true. And we can buy into that inner dialogue and treat it as though that is the truth. I'm not good enough. I need more experience. I'm never going to be able to, you know, I'm whatever. I'm too old. I'm too young. I'm whatever. And when we can recognize, you know what, Maggie, you know, that's just a story that you're spinning. What else could you tell yourself? And I have got good at practicing. Well, what's another way I could look at this that actually leaves me feeling more positive and purposeful? Yeah. That builds you up instead of tears you down. And, and, you know, I work with a lot of like high achieving entrepreneurs and I will tell you, it doesn't matter who you are, where you're at in business. Everyone has experienced that imposter syndrome at some level in their business. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it, it, it really starts to make a, make a name for itself when you start to get to that place of uncomfortability. As soon as you start taking that step forward to something new, something that you haven't done before, something that is, you know, uncomfortable. And as we start to get inched towards that, it's like, ah, and then that, that story comes alive. And you're absolutely right. When we, when we engage that story, right. And, and I, and I talk a lot about the brain and how the brain hops in there and the brain starts to engage in that evidence. And we can go down that rabbit hole really fast if we allow ourselves to do that. And yeah, and I think that's where actively looking to you to your point, you know, you just spoke to the confirmation bias we have, that we look for evidence that 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 supports how we're viewing the world and how we're viewing ourselves. And so actively looking for evidence that flies in the face of it. And I remember when I was thinking about having, we're thinking about having our fourth child. And I had already kind of knew I wanted to start my own business and leave corporate stuff. And, and I remember thinking, well, you can't have four kids and have a career. You just can't, like, that was my story. Like, yeah. And I would kind of go, well, you know, most women I know, I mean, anyone who I, knew, I didn't know anyone who had four kids. So I had to go like, has anyone else out there got four kids in a career? And I literally would ask people, do you know anyone? And every now and again, someone would tell me. And I, I wanted to talk to them like, how do you do that? Because I didn't have any role models. I had so few. In fact, I had no role models of women who wanted a relatively large family and had careers. And, you know, my own mother never had a career, you know, was very much at home. And I grew up in rural Australia. So there was just very few, I would say, empowered, powerful women in my orbit. And so, so for me, just going out and looking for evidence that contradicted the disempowering belief, the belief yes. that was going to keep me from going out after what I wanted, even though it's been hard work and, and, and all of, I mean, it's been absolutely, it's been challenging, but I think sometimes we hold ourselves back before the world ever holds us back. And- Agreed. That's a great way of looking at it too. And here's the other thing is like, and I always talk about these two realities. We have, there's always two realities, right? That the reality that we are living in and then there's a reality that we'd like to live in, or it was a previous, re- you know, there's always these two realities. And I think you're absolutely, this is some gold nugget that you're laying down here as, as far as, you know, we get to choose which reality we get to stay in and live in. And so if my brain is choosing the doom and gloom, we're going to find doom and gloom. If we're going to choose what is happening that is working, right? Like, I love this because I want to, I want to unpack this a bit because, you know, yeah. what you're telling, go ahead. Yeah. I would say, you know, we uh, uh, something I've I've long said and is that we don't see the world as it is. Yeah. We see it as we are. 
right? We see it through our eyes. You know, right now I'm actually looking out the window and it's gray and cooler today and a bit rainy here. I live just outside Washington, DC in North Virginia. And and uh, someone said this morning, I went out for coffee and they said, oh, what a gloomy day. I said, I just love that it's cooler. It's been really warm. <laughs> like, I'm just loving that it's cooler. And so we're just having two different experiences of exactly the same weather. Yeah. And I think just recognizing, one, it's our perception, but two, the language that we use. Yeah. And so you can use language. You could say, my life is so stressful right now. It's all so hard. It's impossible to get anything done, blah, blah, blah. And like that becomes the reality that you live in through your language. I mean, our language isn't just descriptive. It's also generative. So yes. we're not just describing, oh, it's a, it's, it's, a, it's a rainy day. It's like, but if I say, oh, it's gloomy, what a miserable day. Like that's going to make me feel a bit miserable versus, yeah, it's raining outside. Yeah. It's awesome. I'm loving it. You know, so just being careful. I think as women, we can get into habits of talking ourselves down and of focusing even in our language on what we can't do and on the barriers we're facing and on what we don't have and the resources that we wish we had and what's missing. I don't have enough support. And I and instead kind of go, you know what? Well, there are, there is, there, you do have some support. So focusing on the support you do have. You do have skills. Yes. You do have resources. And no, it may not be all the resources you want. It may not be all the funding you want. It may not be as supportive a husband or partner or I don't know, whoever that you'd like, but you do have something. And I think the more we focus on what we do have and what the, what, whether it's inside ourselves or in our environment, and then we, we seek to make the most of that, you know, it helps us actually even see other opportunities. Well, you know, I should reach out to that person and I should, you know, and I think yeah. it can totally shift, not just our reality, but actually help us. We actually know from the brain science, it actually expands our creative thinking and we see opportunities that we would miss otherwise. Absolutely. I'm, I'm singing your tune. You and I are very much <laughs> in alignment. Uh, my, uh, my background, I, I was a, a therapist for 24 oh. years and I combined <laughs> so that I, I took that and I combined it with energy psychology because I found those faster ways of helping people. And then I, I started to apply the principles of quantum physics for businesses so that we could clear the blocks so that they could, you know, expand. And you're absolutely right. There's so, and, and changing the vibrations and, and what we're living for, because what, you know, I just had this conversation earlier today with a client because she started spiraling and I said, okay, we've got to stop the spiral. We now we get to choose. And, you know, just, I was like, okay, here's what we're going to do. And, and we quickly cleared this belief system that was so ingrained in her that it has to be a struggle. And so when the situation yeah. that happened today, it was in my eyes. Okay it was a little, it was a little bump, like a little speed bump. And in her eyes, it was complete devastation. Right. And so I was like, okay, we've got to shift this perspective. We've got to, you know, really help support this. And it was, as soon as we were able to, we were able to define, identify those, those blocks in her brain that was like, this equals that it was so easy to clear it and be like, okay. And then she was like, okay, we shifted this now. And it is, it's powerful. It's absolutely so powerful. And I just, I love everything that you're speaking about. It's, it's, it's completely resonating. And I think that it's, it's powerful work to when we, when we get to look at this and, you know, pause for a moment to see what's coming up for us. And then how do we, even just slowing this down, right? Just slowing down, you know, I, I, I guess sometimes when my clients, or if I've had clients that start to spiral out, you know, and it's like, okay, how do we, how do we stop the spiral? And yeah. then we start to shift it to, to go back to where we do desire, do desire because we all, desire. And I, I think, you know, one of our, 
or I maybe might maybe our only entitlement <laughs> in this lifetime is to be happy, right? And so that is something that is like, how do we get back to the baseline yeah. of you know being I, in that I, place of gratitude and and joy? You're, you're right, and I think we can get sometimes we become so habituated that we don't even realize we're not that it becomes transparent to us how we live in certain mindsets where we're always looking at the negative or we're always looking at the worst in others or the worst in ourselves or always thinking everyone's untrustworthy. We're, we're looking at things through a lens and that, that shapes the reality. And to your point on, you know, being able to short circuit that. And, and I always think if I'm going into that downward spiral, and let's face it, none of us are immune to that, but it's not about whether or not you sometimes get triggered. If you're human, you're going to get triggered. I mean, maybe you can get to a level of evolution and you're never triggered. I get there's a few people that are there. I'm not. But (sighs) we we can get triggered, but it's how long you stay triggered. Yes. And when you notice I'm triggered, you know, like I just lost this bid or, you know, something just, someone just did something or I feel rejected or whatever it is. And going, you know, okay, Margie, you're spinning a story right now that's like, oh, I'm not good enough. Like, okay you know what, what's the real truth here? How else could you look at this? And I think the sooner we can catch ourselves doing that. But I also, a few years ago, I I had a week with Richard Branson on his island in the uh, BVI, um, British Virgin Islands. And and I got to meet some awesome other entrepreneurs and leaders. And I met Marianne Williamson, who's a woman who I admired for a long time because of her writing and work. And I met her and I just was a little bit kind of uari because her books had been quite powerful books for me. And she said, you know, what do you do? And I said, oh, I'm an author, but, you know, no, not like you. I mean, I'm not big like you. I'm just really small. And in my desire to be humble, I also diminished myself. Yeah. And she actually looked at me and she said, you could just say I'm an author. She said, there is nothing holy in diminishing yourself. <laughs> wow. That, that's a great, I love that. That's a powerful statement right there. Yeah. And I, I shared that because I have shared that story so many times since and, and said that to other women in that we can often diminish ourselves. I mean, yeah, there's enough other people who'll be happy to diminish you, but don't diminish (laughs) yourself on purpose. (laughs) Yeah, There's going to be people who throw stones at you and won't like you and won't think you're, you know, your stuff's good enough, whatever, but, but back yourself. And I think we, and we need to back each other. I I really feel incredibly strongly. um, I wrote a Forbes column for International Women's Day this year that as women, we have to challenge other women when we see them talking themselves down. So not only go out and advocate for other women and amplify their voice, but when you, when you see someone who's not owning her worth as a woman, you call her out and say, come on, you are bigger than that. I know you are. Mm. I see greatness in you. You are awesome. I see all these gifts you have. Stop focusing on the things that you're not brilliant at or what you yes. haven't done. And, and I, I know myself over the years that you know, women who have championed me, sometimes in those moments when the doubts are really loud in your head and they're like, yeah, of course you can do that. I'm like, can I? Um, <laughs> and it's like, there's, I know it deep in my heart that I can, but gee, I needed someone to say, you've got this in a certain moment, which is part of uh-huh. the reason I wrote this book, because I wanted to say to others, you've got this, you yeah. absolutely can. I love that. And I think that's just a great reminder for all of us to 
even if we meet people from, you know, just strangers on the street and we are caught up in those conversations, you know, call people out on it, right? Call people out and, you know, fill them up. You know, even like you said, you know, we all have this, we all got it within ourselves. Sometimes we get disconnected from it, but it's truly, you know, I truly believe that we all have everything that we have within ourselves for this path, for this journey. And we just got to tap into it. We got to tap in, tune in and turn it on to connect with that inner powerful being that we are. So, and if you find another woman, this goes out to all the ladies listening today, find another woman that's not, that's having a moment of that moment of weakness, cheer her on, be her champion, be her biggest cheerleader in that moment. Because what can we do if we all, you know, what is it? Yeah. Um, a rising tide lifts, right, all, you boats. Know, li- lifts all boats, yeah. right? So yeah. Yeah. absolutely. I love this. Um, yeah. Wonderful. So what's a, what's a fun tip or tool that you would like to live with, leave with our listeners? I mean, this has been such amazing stuff that you've been talking about all, already. But is yeah. there anything that else, a little a nugget that you would like to you leave know, our listeners with today? You know what? I don't, I don't usually share this one, but I'm going to, because it's just, I sense my intuitive sense is there's people listening that, that this would be really helpful for. And it's something I, I actually run Live Brave Women's Weekends and I always get the women on my weekends or even in my, when I do women's um, speaking at conferences and what have you is, and I encourage you to do this now if you're listening. And just play with me here and just experiment with me here. But I encourage you, ideally stand tall, stand up, put your feet shoulder width apart, you know, close your eyes, breathe in faith and breathe out fear and put your hand on your heart as you do that and take a couple of big deep breaths, like really just breathe in and just tap that, that bravest part within you. You know, it lives in there, that the brave heart within you and just breathe in faith, breathe out fear for, you know, just a few inhalations, exhalations, and then just ask yourself, what would I do right now if I was being brave? Hmm. And imagine yourself doing it. And then with your eyes closed, just take a step forward, like you're stepping into action toward that. And my experience is, is that when we really connect to that deepest part within us, that part that transcends our fears and transcends our doubts. And we connect to that, that really that voice of truth, you know, like God within us, whatever you want to call it, we know, yes, I have got this and I can do it. And so connecting to that place within you in a physical way, not just as an exercise, but physically connecting your body, hold yourself like the powerful woman that you are, and then just take a step forward towards that future, I think can be, I've done that many times myself, it just, I have got this, I can do this, and I am and more than worthy for, for what it is that I seek most. And I think that can be really powerful. Uh, that's brilliant. I love it. What a way to wrap up our conversation today. And I love it, leaving us on a really high note. <laughs> Thank you so much. Where can people connect um, and collaborate and just, you know, be snoopy and come and check out your stuff. Oh, well, thank you, Terry. Look, I'm on social media, so please connect with me, LinkedIn and Facebook, Insta, et cetera. But my website would be the best place to go, which is my name, margiewarrell.com. And they can download my, you've got this manifesto from um, my website. I think it's a, it's a one-page printer-friendly handout that just sums up what the heart of what I've just said. Or, or obviously just grab a copy of you got this because I think it's a book that women um, I've yet to have a woman who hasn't told me that it's been incredibly inspiring. So I, I look forward to connecting with people there too. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for, you know, being 
courageous and stepping into your journey and your power and, you know, lifting others as you climb. So thank you so much for being on our show today. Thank you, Terry. I am so grateful that you joined me for this episode. If you've enjoyed this, then there's just one thing that I would like you to do. Click to subscribe and leave me a rating and review. As my way to thank you, let's connect for a free consultation. Just reach out to me at talkingwithterry, that's T-E-R-I dot com to book your time. Outstanding. When we have those stories come up, honor them and know and trust that you are more than those limitations. What takeaway, reminder, or strategy did you come away with today?